Welcome back to the Net Affinity Partner Podcast Series. This week's podcast is going to be slightly different to our normal partner podcast series, as I'm delighted to be joined by my colleague, Olive Cogan, who is an integral part of the e-commerce team at Net Affinity. We're going to discuss all things in relation to the stay and spend scheme recently announced and launched by the Irish government to assist the hospitality sector. Welcome, Olive. Thanks, Niall. Um, so yeah, my name is Olive Cogan and I'm an e-commerce manager here at Netaffinity. I've been with them for the past four years. Prior to that, I worked with uh, Orbits Worldwide, which were an OTA and I was market manager with them for four years. And prior to that, I was with uh, Temple Bar Hotel as sales and marketing manager. So I've worked on all sides from the hotels, the OTAs, and now finally I'm on the bright side with Netaffinity on the book direct. So that's me. I wanted to say, Olive, I suppose a slight public warning at the start of this of this podcast, and there's two people from Cork discussing it. So potentially, if our accents go astray, that's the reason why. We'll we'll try to tone them down as best we can. <laughs> We've been living in Dublin for long enough, so. So, Olive, I was hoping to try and look at the stay and spend scheme. I suppose from two different angles. Um, Taking into account, obviously, today we're on the 22nd of October. Um, so obviously, we've just entered level five lockdown. So hotels have closed beyond those hotels who are potentially assisting key workers. Um, but I suppose what we want to look at in two different ways is, I suppose, what does the stay and spend scheme involve specifically and how can people... T- take advantage of it and use it to their benefit. Um, and then on the second aspect, we're going to look at it from the, the hotelier and the hospitality perspective and how they can utilize it to their advantage and um, specifically to try and, I suppose, encourage guests um, to come and use the hotel or, or use their outlets. Um, so I suppose if we start off initially about the scheme itself and what it involves, and I'll try and summarize this as easy as possible because it's not necessarily the most easiest thing to understand compared to other schemes that other countries have launched in, in a similar vein to try and help um, the hospitality sector. So yeah, I think I find that actually from talking to a lot of my clients that there's still a lot of clarity needed around it, um, both from the hotel side and from the client side, so or from the guest side, that um, I suppose it's more publicity needed, more um, instruction needed. So I suppose that's maybe one of the, the reasons that we'll discuss it in more detail now. So yeah, I think yeah, starting off with going through I suppose how it works and the scheme itself is a good starting point. Yeah, because I think when Pascal O'Donoghue announced the scheme initially in July, it was probably when hotels started to reopen again. So maybe it kind of got a slight bit drowned out. Um, and maybe in July, obviously, we didn't perceive that would be we would be at this kind of level five point again. Um, so I think now is a really time to try and discuss it a small bit more. Um, obviously hotels over the next six weeks have an opportunity to try and plan ahead and obviously forge ahead, hopefully for, for 2021. Um, and definitely they can try and use this scheme um, to their advantage. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like that, there was um, some perception that maybe it might have changed within the budget. Um, I know they went kind of with the VAT decrease in the end, but the scheme itself is still there. And so it's how hotels take advantage of it now. 
Okay, so to try and summarize the scheme, um, obviously valid from the 1st of October for six months, and each individual has a threshold of 625 euros. They can use that over multiple transactions or one transaction, but it must be a minimum value of 25 euros. They can only use the scheme in participating businesses. And we'll kind of discuss in a moment where you can find that, who the participating businesses are. So it's, it's, it's kind of an interesting scheme in the fact that there's probably a small bit of work involved from the guest perspective Probably a lot of work involved from the from the hotel and hospitality sector element. I suppose for participating businesses, it's an element of trying to understand what you need to do and how how the scheme can be can be utilised for the guests themselves as they're participating in the scheme themselves. They obviously have to um, use the revenue app, which you can kind of download onto your phone and you upload your receipt tracker onto. And I suppose it's trying to bring that element back in and trying to make it as useful as possible. Even for myself, I suppose, while staying in a hotel recently, it, it almost had slipped my mind that like I could utilize the use the scheme myself until reminded. But I think it could the scheme could be used nicely by by a family or, or a couple. Again, I suppose you as a couple they can combine the, the 625 together for 1250. So maybe plan a really nice New Year's breakaway somewhere which would probably be my on my side, or maybe from your side, Olive, you might look at something maybe from the family side. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, yeah, there's loads of, I suppose, um, opportunities there, but I think it's really down to the hotel, like we said, to keep reminding guests um, at every opportunity that, you know, that they are registered and they uh, can use the receipts from their business to claim for it. Um, Because like you said, I just think guests will just forget. Um, So it is a nice reminder. So I think like that come December 1st, when hopefully the hotels open back up, I think there will be a lot of pent up demand out there. So if hotels can ensure that all their packages maybe have a little kind of subtle reminder on there that that package can be redeemed against um, the scheme. And then a few um, reminders throughout the, the website and booking process as well, I think will help, especially like that, um, because I think there might be this fear of another lockdown come the new year. So I suppose it's a good time for the hotels just to really take advantage of that December Christmas booking period. So I suppose yeah. the first thing I suppose is really um, in terms of what the hotel needs to do um, from their side. And I suppose that's the it's getting registered, really, isn't it? So, yeah, they can do that through, it's revenue.ie, isn't it now? Yeah, exactly. So revenue.ie is where we can see all of the um, registered businesses. And then uh, it's an initiative through Fall to Ireland as well, where they can um, they can go through that registration process um, for them. But I mean, having reviewed within revenue.ie, I mean, there's a significant number of hotels that have already signed up to participate. So it's really kind of back into that initiative of, I suppose what we're seeing, especially at the moment this week, is the fact that the whole kind of spend local, support local within within the smaller communities. But like I think, as you're saying, the the website communication. I mean, hotels should be shouting about their participation in this. Yeah, I think once like that, they get confirmation, you know, that they're registered. We have a lovely little logo actually that kind of flashes between the stay and spend and the safety charter, um, and that can be added on the homepage as a sticky logo. So when the guest is scrolling through the site they'll they'll see it it's nice and subtle 
but I think like that, it's an important one for uh, hotels just to get on the site uh, and on their homepage. So I'd say at the moment we have a probably about maybe 40% of our clients that have it. I suppose that still leaves a lot of, of uh, hotels that don't. Once you're registered, definitely get that logo onto the site. And I suppose then the next step I would say would be to create content. So a page on the website giving as much information as you can to the guests in terms of a simple way to read, for example, like an FAQ page might be a good way so that all their simple questions are answered. So like that in terms of the receipts and say if they were to lose a receipt, anything like that, that they're common questions. And that page of content as well, just if you do add it to the site, making sure that you contact your account owner so that um, we make sure that it's optimized for SEO because we are seeing a few searches kind of coming through there for people who, you know, are looking for more information for uh, the stay and spend scheme. So if your hotel can return, you know, number one or two on those search results, you know, that's going to be a positive for you. You might pick up some more business from it. Um, So once you have the content created, then I suppose then it's down to looking at your packages, as we said previously. So again, putting in a line and letting people know that um, they can claim for it. So, yeah, I suppose those are like, they're all quite simple things. They don't take a huge amount of time, but it's, I suppose, standing back and thinking from a guest point of view, how do I make this easy? How do I get the information across? And definitely talk to, you know, the account owner about other suggestions. Um, We do have custom messaging on the booking engine as well. Um, That's a relatively new feature. Um, And it's quite a nice, again, subtle way of of reminding customers throughout the booking process of something like this day and spend scheme. Yeah, I, I think based on like the threshold as well of kind of 625 euros per person, there is an opportunity here for hotels to try and encourage almost a longer length of stay within that type of, again, revenue revenue threshold that a guest needs to try and achieve. So again, I, I really just think it's so much onus um, for hotels to promote amongst each other the scheme um, because it's really kind of, it really has weakened down the communication. You even see kind of scenarios like golf courses closing now at the moment with testing, et cetera. How much noise can be made by specific organizations? I really think the Irish hospitality sector, specifically hotels, need to shout a small bit louder um, than they are shouting because without that noise, the scheme is going to go unnoticed. And we need to try and bring that back up to the fore. So, you know, it'd be nice for for the hotels to kind of to share it amongst each other, try and encourage um, each other as well. So that's definitely important to keep. Yeah, I think it was probably more of a conversation um, when it was initially launched. Um, yeah, like that, it has got lost, um, you know, in recent uh, weeks, you know, due to everything else that's kind of happening and lockdowns and other priorities. But I suppose now with hotels, mostly... I suppose a lot of them closed maybe until the 1st of December. Um, just use that time, I suppose, to, to really plan for December onwards um, and make the Ben scheme like part of, I suppose, their strategy for, for December and onwards. Yeah, and we said, we've since we shared some important communication to our clients about kind of what they should be doing over the next kind of five or six weeks six week period and maybe what's what level five means for the hotel but obviously it's it's a disappointing period for hotels but there's so much opportunity to what they can do um within this period to ensure that they kind of come out fighting um in december for, for their property um, absolutely yeah it's kind of like a you know it's a time for just checking that everything's in order your housekeeping getting everything 
things you don't normally get time for in a busy hotel. Just, um, yeah, using the time wisely. Any kind of key standouts, um, Olive, from your side, but kind of packages maybe that might be the most successful kind of coming into the kind of December, January period? Yeah, um, well, I think like December, it might be slightly different um, in terms of, say, uh, July when we opened back up. Then um, it was very much family um, in July and August. And I think that segment definitely will, you know, book again in December. Um, But you'll also have like that, your couples as well as that, because I suppose that's a very popular time for people to take breaks. I suppose people will have a lot more annual leave, so they might be more open to taking you know, time off before Christmas um, and not leave it to just that kind of week after Christmas, which tends to be very, very busy. So I suppose it's just encouraging people to, you know, to book earlier in the month as well. But yeah, I think they, there's plenty people can do in terms of um, like, you know, the family business, as I said, you know, we found, especially um, in the last few weeks, the demand is there for dinner packages because of restaurants being closed and just the uncertainty around which restaurants would be open um so people wanted to have their dinner included in a package so i suppose that would help to bring you know the value of the package up if you're including you know dinners in there um, and then because people will want to treat themselves over christmas definitely your higher room categories so like that suites or superior family rooms like pushing them as much as you can i think yeah because hotels have really kind of changed their changed their business mix considerably over the past or six or seven months and so maybe hotels in the past who necessarily might not have considered themselves as as family hotels or such or are now considering themselves as as family type hotels so uh, absolutely like the amount of you know hotels that i'd be going through the reports and where so their family room type might have been the t- third most popular and now is number one so yeah it's you know completely changed the mix so it's definitely given i think hotels something more to to think about and how they cater for that uh, market segment but I think that's kind of, I suppose that's kind of what we want to try and speak about within the Spay and Skin scheme. I suppose we want to try and give hotels a small bit initiative to promote it, um, try and give hotels a small bit understanding about the scheme if they don't know, don't know themselves. So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Um, and I suppose if you need any more assistance or any more communication um, about the Stay and Spend scheme, please feel free to reach out to your e-commerce team or directly to NetAffinity and we would be delighted to assist you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks very much, everyone. Thanks for listening.